0: All right, Welcome back to another episode of questions like this. And we wish everyone a very happy Black History Month. Uh, it should be Black History mm-hmm. all the time, but uh, exactly. that's that's for, I guess that's for Department of Education and the curriculum to uh, to suss out amongst themselves. But um, yeah, right. this this time around we're asking, uh, besides Black Panther, uh, which just came out. What other uh, black superheroes have been in films, and uh, we'll, we'll probably try not to do it in chrono- chronological order this time around. We'll we might jump around. We'll see how it goes, but yeah, oh. there have been there have been a few before uh, Black Panther. Some of them uh, we have grown to uh, appreciate, and some best left forgotten. And yeah. Other times, uh, there's prominent black characters in other superhero movies, but yeah, there's a there's a few standalone films before Black Panther, but oh, absolutely, um, yeah. I think uh, absolutely. I think we could just get right into it.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, and for us, you know, we grew up in the '90s, so we were we were very privileged to be part of an era where there were a lot of uh, black superhero movies, and I think the one that really stood out to us as we were growing up was definitely blade blade was like the uh it set the bar
0: yeah um which is also weird because it was not a movie for children but we watched it anyway (laughs) we didn't give a shit
1: (laughs) we didn't give a shit folks we're just like holy shit this is badass uh like badass uh half vampire played by wesley snipes who just goes around killing all these people fucking count us in
0: yeah the Daywalker. Hey Walker, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Blade. I think Blade also was really the um, the one that kind of got Marvel on its feet because if you know the history of uh, Marvel movies and Marvel movie adaptations, they've they've had a lot of stinkers in the past, and uh, Blade oh was their, Blade was absolutely their first bona fide hit.
1: Yeah, they they needed Blade to be successful. And God bless them, they actually took the plunge and gave Blade an R rating because, damn it, that's what Blade really is. That's what Blade really needed, a fucking R rating.
0: Yeah, it'd be weird to have a PG-13 Blade or PG Blade because, I mean, it's a movie about a vampire hunter, so.
1: Pretty much. And if you think about, like, all the... uh, you know, all the superhero movies that came out prior to to Blade, a lot of them were either like PG or PG thirteen. I think the, yeah, I think for the most part they were PG or PG thirteen. All the uh, the Batman films that came out, I think the highest I ever got was a PG thirteen. All the Superman films eventually, you know, were very uh, very kitschy and kid friendly yeah. at times. And oh, I don't even need to mention all the stinkers that. Marvel had with, you know, with Incredible Hulk, with Thor, with Punisher, with a really shitty Spider-Man, with two shitty Captain America movies.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and the Fantastic Four movie that was never officially released.
1: No, and thank God, because it looks like (laughs) crap. (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it credit. It's Roger Corman, and when you're working with Roger Corman, you expect... A lot of uh, low budget uh, schlockiness. So yeah, Blade is absolutely a fucking badass. And there's that opening nightclub scene, which is so freaking awesome. Playing the uh, the rave music that eventually uh, inspired uh, not only the music for the Matrix, but also uh, also early YouTube videos yeah, to yeah. basically say like, you know, yeah. Yeah, we don't have the uh, the rights to, uh, to play this song. So we're just going to play this the do 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 do. But I I do remember there's oh god, there's that one moment almost kind of kills the cool factor a little bit, but he's able to redeem himself later on. There's that moment where he like pins one of the bad guys against the wall and then like looks at him kind of half smiles and pumps his fist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> what the hell was that? I mean, it's like, okay. Are you, did you just switch from a gory, violent action film to a, to a Pepsi commercial?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: I just, and I just want to add that this, this is an extremely late nineties movie. Um, it, Blade walks around in a trench coat and sunglasses at night. Um, there's obsessions with like katanas and swords and uh, mm-hmm. submachine guns. And of course we, we went over the, 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 the rave music, but man, it's, it's incredibly nineties.
1: Oh yeah. The ultimate personification of nineties. <laughs> all, all the, all you needed to add was just one of the characters just screaming like you know, like "booyah," <laughs> and it would have been like classic '90s goal, yeah. right there. But then again, we wouldn't be talking about it as much nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, this uh, this movie also got some pretty uh, some pretty who's who of the '90s as well. Uh, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Dorf. Uh Wow. Uh, um, Donald, also uh Donald Tracy Lords is in the movie. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tracy fucking Lords. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Sanaa Lathan. <laughs> Sanaa
1: Lathan. Hey, hey, you no, know, I like Sanaa Lathan. Yeah, she's yeah, still yeah. doing work nowadays she's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Donald Logue, who you would see it uh in Gotham now.
0: Yeah. Also Donald Lug's character is kind of weird in this one cuz he's a he's a bad guy basically and he's uh it's cocky he's kind of a douche.
1: Well, yeah, he's a minion to fucking Steven Dorf. <laughs> Steven Dorff is like the ultimate personification
0: of douche. That's true. Yeah.
1: It's like okay, go ahead. Uh just pl- plug your uh <laughs> Plug your e-cigarettes all you want. You know, you're still going to be a fucking douche no matter what movie you're in.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, he is hawking e-cigarettes now.
1: (laughs) Hey, yeah, look, 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 I'll give him credit that they credit him that he was, he says, you know, they helped him quit smoking actual cigarettes. But at the same time, it's like e-cigarettes are now like the, uh, They've now become like part of the mainstream. They've become like the very hipsterish thing to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, of course, Blade was incredibly successful at the box office. Saved Marvel's bacon, literally, mm-hmm. and it led to to two sequels. Yeah. Uh, Bl- to be honest, I don't really know. That much about Blade Two, I just remember Blade Trinity being a colossal train wreck.
0: Oh yeah, um, well Blade Two, uh, it's uh, it's also a, a Guillermo del Toro joint, and uh, wow. So, it's got uh, the classic. Uh, how can I make vampires even more fucked up? Uh, del, Toro, uh, del Toro vibe, so. Yeah, it's got like these super vampires that um their their jaw splits up and they feed on regular vampires. So um what? Blade is in Prague in a nightclub, of course, and uh he mm-hmm. teams up with uh, regular vampires to cuz you know, it's an enemy mind type of situation.
1: Of course, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but wow, look at this cast, man. I mean, no, yeah. you got you got Ron Perlman, you got Norman Reedus, mm-hmm. you have Donnie fucking Yen is in it. Yep. Uh, bravo. Good for them.
0: I really don't want to spoil this movie too much because, uh, I, th- this one is probably my favorite blade movie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I guess really it's a toss-up between 1 and 2. 3 is... uh, Of course. 3, well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, 3
1: is such a piece of shit. Yeah.
0: Um, But of course, you know, uh, Blade and Blade 2, you you could of course see the um, influences in the Underworld series.
1: Oh, my God, yes. Yeah.
0: I mean, basically, you just replace uh, Wesley Snipes with Kate Beckinsale, and you have Underworld. And add Mm -hmm. werewolves. Yeah. (laughs) And then
1: make, like, like 50 of them.
0: Yeah. I I don't know who's making sequels for that series. Like, I, I think it comes out, like, once every couple of years.
1: Yeah. I remember seeing one. Like, I went on a date one time. And this one girl really wanted to see it. She wanted to see one of the shitty sequels. I think it was like Underworld Awakening okay, or something like that. And I mean, I'll give credit. You know, Kate Beckinsale does kick a lot of ass. But uh, it's like there's really not much of a plot, is there?
0: Yeah. um, Wow. The last one came out last year.
1: No, no way. Really? Yeah,
0: Underworld Blood Wars, uh, January 6, 2017 in the U.S. and November twenty fourth, 2016 everywhere, everywhere else.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, who's asking for these movies?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Apparently uh, there's going to be another one that's currently in development. I
0: Well, if they can still make money, I guess more power to them.
1: I guess so. Uh <laughs> Len Wiseman is the guy behind the behind the underworld series, okay, but it's all but it's almost like you know on the on par with the Resident Evil movies, it's like who keeps asking for these?
0: That's true. Um, yeah, Resident Evil, I never really understood because I watched the first two and then I had no desire to watch the rest, and I was like, but this keeps coming out,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and it keeps making money.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, you know what, Paul W. S. Anderson—he found a strategy and he made it work. I guess so. Hmm. So, so yeah. Returning to our uh, initial reason why we're discussing this, who are some uh, other memorable uh, uh, black superheroes you remember growing up?
0: Well, I guess the other big one was Spawn, which is another uh, comic Ooh. book movie. Um, yes. Also not a children's movie.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: But it has the fantastic performance by John Leguizamo as a demonic clown.
1: What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that?
0: <laughs> Come what, on, what man. The... That, that, really, that's the only reason the movie's worth watching. <laughs>
1: Hey, Michael Jai White does kick a lot of ass.
0: Hey, that's true, but come on. John Leguizamo is a violator in in a fucking fat suit.
1: In a fucking fat suit. The villain of the film is played by Martin Sheen, of all people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. uh,
1: Yeah. What a fucking... Wow! What a piece of shit of a film. But
0: uh, (laughs) dude, now that I think about it, like, like all the like edgy slash cool '90s comics, they they sucked a whole bunch of dicks, man.
1: That's because the studio got their hands on them and fucked it all up.
0: Yeah, I guess. But even like at the base level, it's like it's just some, you know, like basically it comes from the imagination of the kid who basically spent every saturday morning in detention
1: yeah
0: it's like spawn is basically is like oh what if he's you know a superhero but he's from hell
1: <laughs> that sounds like a tim burton movie yeah <laughs>
0: no
1: it's like what if what if he's a superhero but he's also super emo
0: yeah 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 what if uh like, he's got no soul, but he has a heart?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, be honest, you would pay money to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did pay money to see that. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. Yeah.
0: There, there was also a Spawn cartoon, I think, in on HBO.
1: How was there a Spawn cartoon?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, it's it's uh, it's uh I think it was called Todd McFarlane's Spawn, yeah,
1: <laughs> and like they're trying to do a, a reboot. Well, um... which, which they are doing a reboot. Wait, it says the movie is scheduled to begin production in February 2018. Okay, so that's right now, huh? No, it, huh.
0: It's going to be more of a horror and a thriller, not a superhero one. Yeah, well, I guess. Eh,
1: Sure. And Todd McFarlane is actually... uh, uh, And nobody's been been cast yet.
0: Well, it says here Michael Jai White is interested in returning. But uh, this was in 2011, so it might not work out.
1: Heard that Jamie Foxx wants to be a part of it.
0: Uh, Django's going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I said. He, I said he wants to be a part of it. He's aggressively pursuing it.
0: Okay. <laughs> Man. But yeah, um, the Spawn soundtrack is also incredibly '90s.
1: Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Corn, Marilyn Manson, Crystal Method the prodigy fucking silver chair incubus yeah yeah (laughs) it's like the shittiest music ever invented
1: (laughs) um like rage against the machine uh liam howland of the prodigy said the soundtrack was a bit rushed i did it in three days when i usually need a week
0: (laughs) god damn yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he he was working with Tom Morello. And, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, fuck, if you get the, work, get the chance to work with Tom Morello, you know, you don't take three days.
0: Yeah, I know. Take the whole fucking month. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Sometimes even a month and a half. Yeah. You got to make sure that every single beat is perfect.
0: Hell yeah, man. 'Cause
1: this is Tom Morello we're talking about. He's one of the greatest guitarists like ever.
0: He is certainly the most inventive. Like no one else like thought to make sounds out of guitars like he did. hmm Like, you know, everyone like in the eighties was obsessed with like Van Halen style or Ingwe Malmstein style, like shredding going up and down the guitar fretboard. But Tom Morello mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I can make it sound like a helicopter. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, what the fuck?
1: Or I can make it sound like a fucking fighter jet. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> something like that. Hell it's yeah, like, dude. but with Tom Morello, he has one of the most varied careers for a guitarist I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you got Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine, got Audio Slave. Uh, he does acoustic for uh, his solo act. For his solo act, The Night Watchman. Mm-hmm. He's even toured with Bruce Springsteen.
0: Yeah, and um, he, he's, well, currently he's in, um, what is it, what's that fucking, Prophets of Rage with uh, yeah. Chuck D from Public Enemy and I think B-Real from Cypress Hill. Uh-huh. Yeah, which, um, yeah, they they did a bunch of cool shit in 2016, like, when the RNC was going on in Cleveland. They, they had their own, like, street concert, like, walking down one of the avenues in Cleveland, so... hell yeah man
1: hell fucking yes
0: (laughs) also um speaking of the uh, blade and spawn um you know since the release of black panther and even in the lead-up to black panther um the online racists have been uh, throwing a hissy fit and saying like well you got blade uh, why do you need a black panther movie and (laughs) that uh, voice oh my god yeah dude ben shapiro (laughs) <laughs>
1: I know. You, you have all these other superheroes. Super Why the hell do you need this one?
0: Hmm. Facts don't care about feelings. <laughs> oh my god!
1: No, and not only that. What what I find incredibly insulting is that you have all these uh, all these like fake these fake posts by uh, people that uh, that actually attack themselves, injure themselves, and then claim they went to a showing of Black Panther and got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck, people?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they couldn't even get their friends to punch them in the face, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Make it slightly more believable.
1: I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, man, <laughs> going back to Blade, and I know we, we've, uh, we've thrown some shade on Blade Trinity, but if we look at the cast again, it's bafflingly full of people that you know <laughs> that now have moved on to better things basically including Deadpool himself
1: that's right that was Ryan Reynolds's first superhero movie
0: yeah and then there's uh, Jessica Beale, uh Dominic uh-huh. Purcell um Triple H from WWF <laughs> yeah I am the game it's time to play uh-huh. the game. <laughs>
1: And I'm going to be in a movie uh, (laughs) where my character is fangs uh, (laughs) and I'm killed in the first 20 minutes. uh.
0: I love his name, though, in this uh, movie. Jarko Grimwood.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant, David Goyer. How long did it take you to come up with that?
0: Hell yeah, dude.
1: (laughs) But... Patton Oswalt is in it.
0: Yeah, James Ramar is in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Baffling.
1: Eric Boghossian is in it. And if you don't know that name, you definitely recognize his face and his voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's Batfling. It's a movie that – oh, my God. Even Wesley Snipes didn't want to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I he, guess at this point he only did the movie for uh, <laughs> tax reasons.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm reading reports right now. It's like uh, he would basically spend all his time in his trailer smoking weed.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> he, and he would re- refuse to be, refuse to shoot scenes. He would have to use uh, a. <laughs> David Goyer would have to use stand-ins or computer effects to add his character or even his voice.
0: Oh, man, it says here, Snipes also allegedly referred to co-star Ryan Reynolds as a cracker on one or more occasions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, Maybe. Okay, I'm starting to reevaluate this movie now.
1: Yes, I <laughs> feel like the behind the scenes of this film would be so much better than the actual film.
0: Yeah, there should be like a Island of Lost Souls uh, or, or Apocalypse Now documentary uh, for or this. Or like a,
1: a di- <laughs> like a disaster artist for play Trinity. Yeah, yeah, Trin- yeah. Blade <laughs> Trinity, yeah. Oh,
0: man. Um, also, fun fact, I have no idea why, but um, they use Esperanto uh, as a... As uh, the set dressings for for the signs and advertisements, and uh, yeah, Whoa. Esperanto is a made up language, basically taking elements from every European language. It, it was it was invented in the nineteenth century by some guy called I think it's L. L. Zamenhof, who changed his name to right. Toro Esperanto, and know, so. oh, okay. basically it's his dream to make a language that's easy for people to speak, but Never really materialize, but I'm sure he's proud like, uh, that <laughs> this is in so, a blade film.
1: <laughs> so it's like Klingon, then.
0: Yeah, except uh, more intuitive.
1: Okay, <laughs> a more intuitive version of Klingon. Got yeah, it. Because
0: I think, because uh, I think he's, I think he's like, a, a, uh, he grew up speaking Yiddish or and Polish, and then he had to learn yeah. German. So he's Polish Jewish, yeah. So he's like, oh, if if I can make a language that sounds like every other language, then maybe people can talk to each other. Huh. Um. Also, fun fact: William Shatner is a, is fluent in Esperanto.
1: Why am I not surprised? <laughs>
0: maybe why that explains supr- why he speaks that way. It's just his brain has been broken
1: by all those years of speaking Esperanto. Yeah, it's like. So y- yes, you see, when I started speaking Esperanto, I thought it would help improve my acting.
0: <laughs> Man, God bless you, <laughs> William Shatner.
1: God bless you, William Shatner. You crazy, weird, weird person. <laughs> uh, maybe that maybe that toupee is wound a little bit too tight uh, when you. Uh, Maybe that toupee is a little bit too tight right now. Yeah, yeah. Even though he keeps insisting over and over that he does not wear a toupee, it's like, that's my real hair. That's oh, not a Oh, come
0: toupee. on. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. It's so blatant.
0: Yeah. So getting back to uh, our, our, uh, one last thing about Blade. Um, you know who was a, a fan of Blade? Who? Uh, Roger Ebert. He's consistently given them uh, good ratings. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. good even even blade even Blade Trinity he, I think he gave it like a pretty pretty glowing review. yeah three out of See, four stars.
1: I've never understood Roger Ebert. I've never really understood him as a oh never as a mind. Critic. I
0: read that wrong. Blade was the one with three stars. Blade two is three and a half. And Trinity was one and a half.
1: Ah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he knows a stinker when he sees one, obviously. Yeah.
0: But I mean, you know, he also does—he um, does grade movies a little weird.
1: Yeah, like, what's that? I never really understood his method of criticism, and I've seen that documentary of his like three times now. It's like, look, I get. Like, you know, you were obsessed with people like uh, Fellini and Ingmar Bergman and uh, Marty Scorsese. Mm-hmm. And then, but well, some weird, weird films like, like Congo or Joe versus the Volcano. We gave like four stars to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Congo, I didn't really understand. <laughs> it was like, I watched that um, movie and I was like. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's an alright movie, I suppose, and it's uh it was a Crichton novel, right?
1: It was a Crichton novel. And I was
0: like that's not even like the best Crichton novel.
1: <laughs> Probably wrote that when he was like high somewhere. Probably. It was like, oh my god, and
0: huh,
1: yeah. I just remembered just remember uh tim curry having that really stupid accent
0: oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) man
1: (laughs) i feel like they were just like trying to uh capitalize on the success of like the indiana jones series and jurassic park
0: yeah It, it was kind of like um Kind of like following that revival of like old style films, like the adventure genre, I guess. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't good.
1: (laughs) No. No. You could just stop right there. No, it wasn't good.
0: Yeah. It's not even like offensively bad or entertainingly bad. It's just not good. It's
1: no. No. And to give you an idea of how not good it was, it was nominated for one two three four five six seven golden raspberry awards
0: hell yeah dude
1: okay and one of the producers was kathleen kennedy who now runs lucasfilm
0: <laughs> hey um can't all be perfect
1: no no they can't but still like from humble beginnings i guess i guess That's- damn Oh my God! So so yeah, getting getting back to a uh, getting back on point here. Um, while uh, I mean I, I know Spawn wasn't really uh, that big a hit. Um, even Todd McFarlane has gone on record to disown it. But I have to admit I do did like watching Michael Jai White as a uh, Al Slim, Al Simmons slash uh, Spawn, and he and he's like train in like seven different styles of uh, martial arts. We'll yeah. get to one of his later roles in a bit, but uh, actually, no. Let's talk about that role right now. You, I think you could definitely consider uh, Black Dynamite a, a superhero.
0: Hell yeah, man! Um, <laughs> it's a classic. Um, it, I guess you know, it's a revival of black exploitation. It's a love letter, really.
1: It really is, and. They just like go out of the way to say like, you know, yeah, we like we know this is intentional, but we don't care. We can show the fucking boom mic in the uh, in the clip and we don't care because that's what happened back in the day. And, you know, we can make the footage as grainy as possible. We still don't give a shit. We can make it all about gratuitous sex and violence, but we don't give it a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, there's that one scene I love where they're on the uh, where they all, They're on the uh, on Kung Fu Island, oh,
0: hell and yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> he's fighting uh, one of the last uh, bosses. And all of a sudden, like a suitcase comes out of nowhere and just like knocks him, knocks out the bad guy. And he walks in and he just goes, "Ha! I threw that shit before I even walked in the room." <laughs> it's yeah. like if that doesn't convince you the man has superpowers, I don't know what.
0: Hell yeah, man. And the fl- and y- y- let's talk about the plot for a little bit because it's um, you know it's it's a typical um, you know the the, the um, basically the man is flooding the 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 streets with the new drug, but in this case it's malt liquor.
1: It's anaconda malt liquor.
0: Gives you oh.
1: <laughs> no no not not oh gives you oh! Yeah. <laughs> and you'll later find out if you haven't seen black dynamite yet uh this is a spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it but if you have you know what we're talking about uh basically uh, the man is flooding anaconda the flooding the streets with anaconda malt liquor to give black guys little dicks
0: yeah 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 <laughs> literally to emasculate african Americans. literally yes but, um, you know, um, I don't want to give away the ending, but... Uh, no, 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 it no, is don't give away the ending. the most balls-out, insane ending. It's so satisfying, and it's hilarious.
1: It's perfect. It is. That's all I can say. Honestly,
0: it's the only way this movie could end is just, like, completely lose its plot and just show this.
1: Right. As if to say, like you know, this is the end of one story, but let's go let's go all out on the ending. hell yeah. we can make it as bizarre as possible
0: uh-huh. and if you uh if you didn't have enough, uh there was also a black Dynamite cartoon on Adult Swim. Uh, I think it ran for a couple of seasons. I'm sure it's you can still watch it for free on um dot com It's worth the watch
1: it really is. It's actually kind of hilarious, yeah. <laughs> oh, and apparently there's a sequel coming out later this year.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: Yeah. January 23rd, be- <laughs> a teaser was released online confirming the sequel, which will be released later this year. All right. We know what we're doing.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh this is perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh yeah, definitely I mean you could argue the Black Dynamite might may not be a superhero but come on. It's uh basically a superhero. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, he, think a, of him He's as,
1: basically a superhero.
0: Yeah. Think of him as like, I don't know, like a like a Like a balls-out, crazy Luke Cage.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like a Luke Cage that didn't take himself too seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, speaking of not taking themselves too seriously, I think probably the first black superhero movie is uh, Meteor Man, starring...
1: Robert Fuck. Townsend. Yeah,
0: Robert Townsend. Fuck, what? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Meteor Man. And it's interesting. I I like what he's doing with this. I like the fact it's like he kind of did back in ninety, ninety three what Ryan Coogler is doing right now with Black Panther. Basically saying like, you know, yeah, we're sick and tired of, you know, seeing uh, black actors cast as like, you know, certain types of characters. So I'm going to make him into a superhero.
0: Yeah. So basically, the gist of it is: uh, Jefferson Reed, played by Robert Townsend, is a he's a mild mannered school teacher in D.C., and his neighborhood is basically under the thumb of the Golden Lords, um, featuring uh, Don Cheadle, <laughs>
1: a very young Don Cheadle, very Before young he...
0: Don Cheadle, and uh, Roy Fegan as the as the leader of the Golden R- Lords. And, That's right. And, um, yeah, so one night he he is struck by a glowing green meteor, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he gains superpowers. So he calls himself That's right. the Meteor Man. And he That's helps right. clean up the hood.
1: That's right. The tagline is uh, saving the world one neighborhood at a time.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But for me like what brings this film together is who's actually in it. It's like a who's who of like the best of the 90s cuz you got <laughs> you got Big Daddy Kane, you got Cypress Hill, got Naughty by Nature, you have Sinbad, you have Eddie Griffin, James Earl Jones, you have Luther Vandross as a silent hitman. Yeah. <laughs> And you also have the group uh, Another Bad Creation. We, we, they were big for, like, 15 minutes in the early 90s. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, other, than, uh, other than, like, one song they did called Aisha, and this movie, they really kind of disappeared into obscurity after that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah. There's one scene. Oh, there's one scene I remember. Um, <laughs> It's uh, a meteor man uh, taking on uh, uh, the leader of uh, the leader of the Golden Lords, uh, Simon Kane, and apparently, Meteor Man has the ability to, if he picks up one book, he absorbs everything that's in that book. So he picks up a random book on the street. He like he gained absorbs all the powers then he flips it over the book is on runway modeling and he, he then tosses it to Simon Kane who equally absorbs the powers somehow and they have basically the earliest version of the walk off scene from a uh, Zoolander
0: yeah man the world was not ready for this movie
1: it was not. And, like, everyone's looking on, it's like, <laughs> there's one scene where it's, like, one of, the, one of the guys from the Golden Lords, he looks at Don Cheadle, like, hey, what's up with your man? And Don Cheeto, like, he's, he's like, I, I, it's like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my favorite scenes is when Meteor Man finds, like, I guess where they process the cocaine. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he busts in and, like, uses his super breath to, like, disorient everybody and all the cocaine's flying. And I'm like, yeah, that, like, are you, aren't you not supposed to do that? (laughs) 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 Because, like, all all the, like, the fucking coke and, like, the crack dust is, like, flying in the air and everyone's covered and it's like everyone's spinning around. I was like, yeah, that's probably shouldn't do that, right? (laughs) <laughs> exactly yeah I gotta say though um, even though it, it, it got shitty reviews it, it has a lot of heart
1: it really does it really does I, I'll give it credit I'll give it credit for that because you know it teaches kids like a very you know very important lesson like you know you too can be a, like, you YouTube can be you know as powerful like as a superhero if you could just you just, like, set your mind to it and everything. And also the message, like, you know, I'll always be there, you know, for help. Kind of like a a comedic uh, watchful guardian, a comedic dark knight, if you will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would rather have uh, Meteor Man watching over me than Batman, to be honest.
1: Not as much uh, public destruction.
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and uh, And none of
1: that uh none of that silent brooding either. It's like yeah. you can just walk up to it, it's like, Hey, how you doing, man? Nice to see you
0: So uh we turn from we turn from the not good to the quite frankly terrible. And uh <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. There's a there's oh, a certain there's a certain nineties uh superhero movie that is best left in the in the dust
1: um, <laughs> yes although don't tell the lead actor that or he might uh he might hurt you
0: i'm I'm sure he can um
1: well if the man is over seven feet tall of course he will yeah
0: have you seen that picture of him and with 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 hoops
1: with <laughs> <sighs> Like oh, she only
0: goes up to to his waist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to present Steel starring That's right. For- Shaquille O'Neal. One, a, <laughs> one of the best Lakers to be honest, but come on. Off the court. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ.
1: It seems like the only basketball player who had a decent acting career was Ray Allen yeah. back then.
0: Yeah, it's so bizarre. <laughs> I
1: know, it's like Shaq, look, <laughs> turns out there is a, a DC comic called Steel. I wonder how they came up with the idea for uh, casting Shaq as, a, as Steel, a.k.a. John Henry Irons.
0: I just wanted to like find like a tall black guy and it's like, yeah, Shaq's been in um, Kazam. Let's <laughs> let's give him a, let's give him a movie.
1: Yeah. Oh my damn. god. Damn. Oh, Kazam like oh. okay,
0: Kazam is not a superhero movie, but god damn, that's ugh.
1: Oh, Well, that was so bad. That was so bad. But Be honest with Kazam, you know, it's kind of a cult classic, and you remember it as like a so bad, it's good
0: kind of movie, even though... Kazam has that going for it, you know?
1: This movie, you tell people about this movie, they go like, huh? Shaq was in a superhero movie?
0: Yeah. This also came around uh, in, like, when the comics had, uh, I guess, well, maybe not around, but like, kind of like close to the time where Superman died. And so all, all these like different versions of Superman came out to uh, do his job. So there's steel. There's uh, there's one that's a cyborg Superman. There's one that's basically a Kryptonian robot. And um, and of course, uh, a few months later in comic book time, Superman comes back with a mullet because it's the 90s. <laughs>
1: yeah so people were still unironically rocking the mullet then hell yeah hell I had one it was terrible
0: (laughs) I never really had a mullet I just like grew my hair out yeah yeah but you know we got old we got old Shaq Fu here as uh, Uh John Henry please
1: don't don't mention Shaq Fu oh god that's a terrible
0: game yeah (laughs) yeah Um, I don't even, I don't even really remember the plot of this movie, but I guess the,
1: the plot is to stop, uh, like an arms dealer who was a former, uh, army pal of Shaq's and the villain is played by Judd Nelson of all people. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was John Bender who grew up, he guys still is a dick and uh, he becomes an arms dealer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Bender really did become a psycho after Breakfast Club.
0: <laughs> Man. Uh,
1: and you know how he transports all those uh, weapons? In arcade games. Hell yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. And. Oh my god, why do they have to catch it? Uh,
0: Cast the Shaft in this. Why? Uncle Joe,
1: dude. (laughs) Yeah, but he's Shaft. I know. He's Shaft. He's so much better than this.
0: Who? Well, I guess he is a precursor to to the black superhero. Uh, John Shaft. John Shaft. He really
1: is. But he was the kind of guy who... You know, he didn't really fight for you know like truth, justice in the American way and all that. Well, he was the kind of guy that said said like you know like this is my mission. Okay, I'll do it, but I'll do it my way, and I don't give a damn how I do it as long as I get it done. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spout any catch catchphrases for you. I'm gonna tell you exactly tell you exactly what's on my mind. There's one scene I remember in Shaft where like he's meeting up with. Uh, like some some buddies of his from the FBI, and like he's walking away, and they said to him like, "Hey, what are you gonna do now?" He says, "I'm gonna go get laid."
0: <laughs> Damn. Hmm.
1: Did
0: you ever watch uh, Shaft in Africa?
1: Never saw Shaft in Africa.
0: Saw uh, it. I mean, obviously not as good as the classics, but still good. Hmm. Hell yeah, Shaft.
1: <laughs> Shaft. I mean, and, and let's just talk about. Let's just briefly talk about. You know, the black exploitation era, in particular. It was an era where it was like, you know, like really, it really was the era of the black superhero. Between Shaft, Superfly, um, Coffee, Foxy Brown.
0: Yeah. There was one that was like Boss N-Word. That one was also uh, um, starring uh, Fred Williamson.
1: That's Oh, Fred Williamson. Yeah, Fred yeah, Williamson yeah. was a beast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. Former football player. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And then there was also uh, Dolomite. Hell yeah. Which is the, uh, the inspiration for uh, Black Dynamite, mm-hmm. starring uh, Rudy Ray Moore, who's a comedian at the time as the uh, titular hero and he's basically uh, like uh, a <laughs> like like black dynamite he's a like he's a pimp who runs all these uh like who runs a brothel full of all these girls yeah <laughs> and and teaches them karate yeah even though he really can't throw a kick to save his life but you know that's neither here nor there, and I think Dolomite is remembered more for its inherent campiness than anything. There are literally several shots where the boom mic, the boom mic is so visible, you might as well give it its own give it its own sad sad card.
0: <laughs> so besides. Um... Besides Judd Nelson and Shaft, uh, some of their, I guess, surprising people. Uh, Ray J is in the movie for whatever reason. There's a cameo oh by, my... by uh, Schwarzenegger, I think. Yeah, uh,
1: Kind of a voice. Yeah, the voice, of voice cameo.
0: And yeah. um, I think uh, the guy who played a werewolf in uh, the Underworld movies is in it. Which guy? Kevin Grevo, Graveau. Graveau. Gr-
1: Gr- I think it's pronounced Grivio, but mm. Yeah. Was he in Underworld? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool.
0: Uh, but nice. still, um, but... Ray J, I, I, I have no idea why he's in this movie.
1: <laughs> Ray J was also in uh, Mars Attacks as well.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He had a weird career.
1: Yeah, and it's a, it's a shame that people only know him nowadays for the uh, infamous uh, sex tape he did with uh, Kim K. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Which is not really, it's not really a sex tape, folks. I mean, people talk all the time, it's like, ooh, it's a sex tape and all that. No, it's 5% sex and 95% of just Ray and Kim just talking to the camera.
0: Yeah, I would say it's like ninety nine percent Ray J being Ray J. Yeah, it's just like I I distinctly remember him like just speaking to the cameras like Welcome to the Kim and Ray J Show. And it's like oh no goddamn. God
1: <laughs> it's like like stop stop like whatever you want to do like just get it over with.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we th- this was shitty, but are you ready for for the absolute nadir of superhero movies?
1: Let's hear it, man Let's hear it.
0: The absolute low point in any major actress's career th- this is <sighs> that's <it>. right. Oh. <gasps>
1: Oh my god. Yes. How do you go from Oscar winner to this?
0: <laughs> and of course, we're talking about the infamous Catwoman film.
1: Oh my god. Mm. Ew it's not it's not even the same Catwoman. no it's not even not even the selena kyle Catwoman. i guess apparently they didn't they didn't get the rights from dc or they got some rights but in this one her character's name is patience phillips
0: yeah um Somehow she gets revived by a, an Egyptian cat, and she gets superhuman cat-like abilities. So first of all, Catwoman does not have superpowers. That's, no, uh, but- that's that's the that's the first that's uh, <laughs> a first error, I guess. It, it, but it's like why why does this movie exist? It was you know it's supposed to be a spinoff from like the. Tim Burton universe, and I guess Michelle Pfeiffer was set to reprise her role, but then it just went through the weird um, development hell process.
1: Yeah, I, there was even so many people were rumored to be cast in it. There was going to be Ashley Judd, there was going to be Nicole Kidman. At one point, uh, Sean Young, who you might remember from our discussion of uh, Blade Runner, Uh, Decided to dress up in full Catwoman gear and try and see if she could, I don't know, convince uh, Tim Burton to cast her in it. Yeah. Uh, To no avail, obviously, because she's certifiable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, it's like when I, I mean, when I saw this, it's like, you know. Like I was thirteen at the time, and I, you know, I saw the outfit, like the, like the latex outfit and everything. It's like, oh damn, okay. And it's like, yeah, like yes, I'll be going to see this movie. Okay, movie, you captured my attention. But when I saw it, I'm just like, oh, why? <laughs> just why? Yeah. Uh,
0: The mmm,
1: what it and her enemy is like somebody from a giant makeup corporation?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Uh. People got paid to write this.
0: Yeah, people got paid to be in it. Somebody got paid to direct it.
1: A guy named Pitoff, whoever the hell that is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um, Even beyond just like the production, like the story itself is just complete dog shit. Like, yeah. like The villain is an evil makeup company and Nothing makes sense. Nothing nothing follows one another.
1: No, nothing at all. And she has like a a budding uh, love interest played uh, by Benjamin Bratt, who's detective Tom Lone. Um, There's this very, very weird basketball sequence where it looks like none of them have ever held the basketball in their lives
0: yeah that was that I think was the most painful scene
1: uh, yeah oh yeah that was pretty bad um, uh, and there's um I just remember one scene after she uh like after she got her powers after the fake CGI uh, Egyptian cat literally breathed life into her. Yeah. She's on a date. <laughs> she's on a date with uh, with him at a sushi bar. At a sushi uh, bar. And uh, she's just like she's like snatching all the fish off top of the rice and she's like just going non-stop and it's like okay, calm down. I know sushi's good, but it's not that good.
0: Yeah. Cuz you like, know Cats love uh, fish
1: <laughs> yeah cat, cats love fish it's like it's like let's check off every cat cliche we can think of let's see she hisses she uh, love is obsessed with catnip she when she walks into a bar she drinks milk. Uh, She has uh, some of the most uh, cringeworthy dialogue ever, including the cat got your tongue line. and she eats sushi like it's nobody's business. It's like... Huh.
0: Yeah, it's like if they had Batman hang upside down and take massive shits. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, apparently, this is uh, this is how the director described it. How the director, I mean, the director is French, so uh, if you'll excuse me. Hit me. Uh, I, I I checked out to see some. I checked out some to see how Catwoman is treated in the comics to make sure that our Catwoman was in the same vein. But I didn't want to be too influenced by the comic book, because the whole point of the movie is to be first a movie and to be different. Different from Batman, different from Spider-Man. This movie has its own identity. I tried to find my sources more in the character of Catwoman herself. To believe Catwoman we're filming now with Halle Berry and the, the others. She different than Michelle Lyon's character, Different from anybody who's played Catwoman in the past, but she's Catwoman. When you look at the differences between the comic book Catwoman and the TV or movie Catwoman, they're all different, but there's a feeling that they are all Catwoman. Hallie brings her own personality through her attitude and through the outfit.
0: That's incredible. And you also, also know what's incredible? What? um the the recording gradually turned into a shittier quality as you kept speaking. <laughs> it's like I it,
1: guess that's on par with the the
0: yeah, I guess uh they really don't want us to talk about this shit,
1: I guess not,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I will add um, Halle Berry was such a sport She when she uh, won uh, for Worst Actress um, she showed up with her Oscar for Monster's Ball in Hand and, and uh, said, first of all I want to thank Warner Brothers thank you for putting me in a piece of shit god awful movie it was just what my career needed <laughs>
1: Credit to her for you know actually being in on the joke about it.
0: Yeah. Um, damn, dude.
1: <sighs> but it's also like uh, you know uh, Sandra Bullock when she won the uh, the Razzie for uh, All About Steve the night before she won her Oscar. She showed up, and she showed up with a a wagon cart full of like every single copy of All About Steve to hand out to the audience
0: (laughs) what a sport
1: what a sport yeah (laughs) oh my god what a what a film
0: a film well I guess that's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for uh, black superhero movies. There's also Hancock, but it's, um, I don't know. Well, I mean, hmm.
1: I feel like with Hancock, they could have taken a lot more risks.
0: Yeah. And also the second half of the movie is just, it felt like another movie slapped on. Yeah. Because, like, the twist is just... It came out of nowhere, and it's like, what? I don't know. Yeah. So, obviously, beyond, like, the solo superhero movies that we've discussed, there's um, black superheroes in, like, ensemble movies, like... Kel uh, Mitchell in Mystery Men. Mystery yes. Men is one of my favorite movies of all damn time, and I will fight anyone who says it's a bad movie.
1: Well, then you'll be fighting a lot of people then.
0: Yep. Um, there's also uh, Frozone from The Incredibles.
1: Yes, played by Sam Jackson.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his first superhero role before he became That's right. Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, also I, I,
1: I love the scene in Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like the whole like, "Where's my super suit?" Scene.
0: Yep. <laughs> Honey, where's my super suit?
1: What?
0: Where is my super suit? <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's Storm, of course, the much better Halle Berry role.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Which came before Catwoman.
1: I know, I know. That was when she was riding high on everything she was doing, at the time.
0: Damn. Um, there's, uh, there's of course War Machine from Iron Man. Uh, and
1: there's, there's Falcon and Captain America.
0: Falcon and Captain America. There's. Um, well, you know, I guess we don't really want to bring that back up again, but um Michael B Jordan's uh, turn as uh, Johnny Storm
1: <laughs> in the in, no as Johnny Storm aka the Human Torch
0: in the, Oh, my God. in the in, in the incredibly forgettable Fantastic 4 uh movie Fantastic 4 Stick
1: Van four it, stick. There you go. It's like he's the only one that brought his charisma with him. Yeah. To the set. Yep. At time. Because, oh, actually, no, there actually is a very underrated superhero-esque film that Michael B. Jordan was in, uh, Chronicle.
0: Oh, yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah, I thought he did a good job in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same director as Fantastic Four uh, stick,
1: Josh Trank, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Fantastic um. Four stick. <laughs> Title. Hey, that's what's on the fo- on the poster, man.
1: I know this movie <laughs> makes the two thousand five Fantastic Four movie credible by comparison.
0: Yeah, you know, really before. Um, I guess before Iron Man, um, Marvel d- didn't really know how to make movies.
1: Um, no, because you had, a, uh, you had Daredevil, you had Electra, mm-hmm. you had two really shitty versions of Hulk.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, the first Spider-Man was pretty good, but then it's just, no,
1: no. I should Spider-Man Two. I liked.
0: Yeah, but compared to the first one,
1: they tried to remake the Punisher in two thousand four. Yeah, John Travolta of all peoples in it <laughs> for some uh, reason.
0: It was Thomas Jane, right, as a Punisher. Uh,
1: that was Thomas Jane. Yeah. Damn. I mean, he's not as you know, jacked or as intense as a. Uh, John Bernthal, but I'd Mm. say he gives a very, like, understated performance.
0: Yeah. It was was okay for what it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that pretty much brings us to uh, Black Panther. That's right. uh, We'll talk about that in another episode because we feel it deserves its own own discussion. But um, before we go... I want to talk about superhero that they should have turned into a movie, and that's uh, the Black Green Lantern.
1: Oh, Jon Stewart,
0: yeah, yes. John Jon Stewart. Because, like, I grew up with a DC cartoon, so i watched every episode of, like, Batman the Animated Series, Superman, Justice League, and uh, even Static Shock, too, which also is a black superhero. But I feel like if dc is still invested in losing money on making superhero movies they should take a risk and have john stewart as their green lantern
1: they should i agree
0: because well you know the last time it was ryan reynolds as hal jordan but yeah i feel basically, like basically uh, yeah
1: <laughs> basically van wilder the superhero
0: yeah and it's also like the the John Stewart character is one. He's a marine and uh-huh. he's uh yeah, like he also grew up poor, he's black and he and and then he becomes basically a space cop and like he used to patrol the sector and keep the world safe. So it's an interesting dynamic, you know. Right. It's much more interesting than just like a test pilot or like an Air Force guy.
1: And Interestingly enough, his original design was based on a uh, Sidney Poitier.
0: Yeah. Um, certainly want a John Stewart Green Lantern movie. So, if they do
1: make it, and I seriously hope they do, I would honestly cast uh, John Boyega as him.
0: Yeah, John Boyega could probably do it. Absolutely. Um, I guess... Uh, you know, um, superhero adjacent uh, John Boyega's in the upcoming Pacific Rim. I know it's a giant robot movie, but yeah, kind of counts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Idris Elba.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He was in the first one, and he's in uh, the Thor movies.
0: Yes, he's Heimdall, the That's right. guardian of the rainbow bridge to Asgard.
1: The man who sees old.
0: With golden eyes. That's right. Oh. Well, that's, uh, I guess that's pretty much it for the state of black superheroes. And we'll, we'll discuss, well, you know, a lot more uh, in our Black Panther episode. But, uh, you have anything yes. else to add? Um, yeah, I
1: can't wait for season two of Luke Cage to come out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, that one um isn't a movie but yeah it takes place in the marvel u- movie universe
1: that's true but i feel like out of all the uh the marvel tv shows that are out right now i'd say luke cage is definitely my uh my favorite one
0: i think out of the ones that i watched like daredevil season 1 is definitely the best out of all like the marvel netflix series but then i also like jessica jones
1: Jessica Jones is good. That's coming out soon.
0: Yeah, uh, season two. I think March eighth, March eighteenth. I don't know. March
1: eighteenth. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, this should be. Oh no, March eighth. You were right the first time.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I did love Luke Cage as uh man. Mhm. A lot of a lot of good shit happening on screen.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it had the, probably the most badass, uh, one of the most badass villains I've ever seen.
0: I did uh, <laughs> I, I did feel a little disappointed that, uh, mashallah, Ali's character, um, you know, it's not continuing in the series.
1: I know, I know. It, it's kind of a letdown. Yeah, he was, he was he's so-
0: incredibly charismatic.
1: Is so cool and calculated. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a guy. who is like, you know, I just have to lift a finger, and people will do my bidding for me.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Well, um, I think I'll close out with the club music from Blade. Uh, yes. <laughs> bringing it back, baby. Oh yeah. To uh, shout out to one of the OGs of uh, black superhero cinema. Um, is he still in jail?
1: Oh, Wesley Snipes? Yeah. No, no, he got out a long time ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well,
0: um, here's hoping you don't uh, <laughs> uh, get creative with your taxes again, Wesley.
1: And here's hoping you make a, an appearance in Black Panther 2.
0: Hopefully. Ooh, I hope. Th- you know what? If they bring back Blade into the current Uh, Marvel Universe.
1: Mm, That'd be so badass. That'd
0: be so damn cool. Hell yeah.
1: The King of Wakanda and the Daywalker fighting side by (laughs) side. Dude,
0: that should be like Black Panther 3, man. Black Panther and Blade.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
0: If If you think the online racists are upset now, just imagine Black Panther 4, Black Panther, Blade, and Luke Cage.
1: Mm, oh, it'd be so good.
0: And they all have an on-screen sex scene with a white woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is have Jessica Jones, like, get, like, air tighted by all three of them.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Well, <laughs> well, I, I know for a fact that she eventually winds up marrying Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the comics. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. this obsession with you, you have with all these uh all these superheroes and sex scenes. This is going back to the Star Wars pal.
0: I guess. Um, well, Star Wars is not really a superhero, but yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> no, i just, i I am just pro anything that pisses off uh, online people. me too. Because really, uh, we'll get into it in our in our Black Panther episode. But just like the reaction to Black Panther is, is it's nonsensical. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it, you know, and if you really think about it, it's not super political at all. Right. But it's just, you know, it's a movie about an African country, an African mm-hmm. superhero. That's so, of right. course, it's going to be black as hell. Of course.
1: It's like, that's the whole point.
0: Uh, Well, um, hope you enjoyed another episode of questions like this. And uh, we're closing out with the club music from blade. Uh, My name's Aristo.
1: And I'm Alex.
0: And we'll see you next time with a extra long episode on black Panther. Well, we'll, We'll pretty much analyze it from every angle possible.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. uh, See you next time.
1: Take care, everyone.